0: Welcome back, hockey fans. It is Wednesday, September 12th, 2018, and we are here for the kickoff of Season 2 of From the Press Box right here on the AHL Report. I'm your host, Amy Johnson, the lead correspondent here at the AHL Report, and I am joined once again to start a brand new season with our fabulous co-host, editor-in-chief, founder of Rocket Sports Media, the whole, the whole works, Mr. Rick Stevens.
1: We took a couple weeks off. Just we did. I, I think two weeks off. Um uh, yeah. And that was after a whopping 46 episodes in the inaugural season of From the Press Box. I uh, heard here every Tuesday, although this week um, bumped to Wednesday. But uh, you'll hear us the rest of the season um, on Tuesdays. And we've got, um, you know... <laughs> It's going to be quite a feat to follow up 46 fabulous (laughs) episodes from season one. Uh, But we're going to do our best for um, season two. And as you said, today is the kickoff.
0: That's right. And, uh, you know, we're going to. Goal is always to make things uh, bigger, better, brighter, so we're going we're gonna to continue bringing great information and, and expand some coverage and just keep bringing great hockey information to hockey fans, particularly fans who enjoy following prospects and the American Hockey League, um, of which there seems to be no shortage of news and information and happenings. Um, So, so go ahead. There's so
1: much news and information that normally we just start with, um, you know, kind of a look around the sporting world, um, general commentary on on those stories that are happening. That's Um, right. But I don't know that we have, like, do we really
0: want to get into Serena Williams? Oh, you don't want me to get started on the Serena Williams thing? No, no. I, I I I don't have nice things. To say <laughs> if you don't have nice things to say <laughs> all right we'll, we'll leave that one um, okay
1: the NFL season is underway um, all Habs all Habs fantasy uh, uh, football is underway we have um, several leagues going we've got uh, fantasy hockey coming up and if you're interested in um, well it's a little too late for the the football this year but if you're interested in Fantasy hockey, let us know. Fantasy uh, sports are part of all Habs, and they have been for a number of years. And I'll just add that um, my Vikings um, got off to a great start against 49ers, and uh, Cousins looked pretty good in his uh, regular season debut. Um, Well, I have to say – They meet the Packers next uh, next week.
0: Oh, now that's a showdown. Mm Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I I drafted your Kirk cousins uh, in two of my leagues. So I will be rooting for the Minnesota Vikings. Actually, and well, and I have Adam, I think I have Thielen. I've got a few Vikings. I think I have some uh, some former Vikings too. Well, given that
1: your team doesn't really have a quarterback yet, that um, I can see why you're...
0: Hey, listen, the defending Super Bowl champions... Uh, had a horribly boring performance on opening night. Um, (laughs) And I am not ashamed to say that because it was horribly boring. Uh, But they still won. And that is really what matters. (laughs) Nick Foles looked like crap. And um, there's a lot that needs to be fixed. But they won. So they are, uh, so far, along with your Vikings, undefeated for the season. well on their way to defending their title.
1: So hoping that Carson, Carson's return fixes everything,
0: I suppose. He's my quarterback in my other two leagues. <laughs> I have him sitting on the bench right uh-huh. now, uh, just waiting for the return
1: of ours. So,
0: and, and the other
1: thing before we get into the show, we also, we always make a, um, for for those fans that, that, that keep, and listeners that keep uh, asking, what? What is the national day? What is, it's 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 a oh, popular. People yeah, clamor for not, it. You're not a fan, but. Sometimes people want to know. You need to know. Well, today is National Chocolate Milkshake Day. Um,
2: it's really? No,
1: but it's also the national That's like day my of
0: encouragement.
1: National Day of Encouragement. Aww. So. Yeah, I'll just say you 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 did a fine job in season 1 of from from the press box. How about that?
0: Well, thank you. But now you put me on the spot because like you've had you've you you had time to prepare for this. Now, like it would sound disingenuous if I just turned around and said, "Well, you did a great job too." <laughs>
1: yeah, it would. It
0: would. So, I'm going to have to work on that.
1: Well, look ahead my then. Whole,
0: my assignment.
1: Look ahead to Saturday, which is National Cheese Toast Day. Oh. But also National Double Cheeseburger Day. What? Mm-hmm. Seems you to know. be a cheese theme on <laughs> on Saturday.
0: Oh. Well, I know how I'm going to celebrate that. You know, you know how to celebrate that, right? Tell me, you. I mean, you could have a cheese toast, a a toasted grilled cheese sandwich, if you want, and and a double cheeseburger, if you wanted to have both. But if you really wanted to really round out the day, you combine the two and you have a patty melt. Because a patty melt, right? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Uh, Patty melt for any Canadian listener who doesn't thinking what the heck is that. Patty melt is some deliciousness which is basically a cheeseburger that instead of having a bun it's in a grilled cheese sandwich. And it usually hmm. has like grilled onion. So it's it's like two pieces of buttered sourdough bread with a bunch of cheese and some some grilled sauteed onions uh and a big juicy burger and then you grill it up like you would grill a grilled cheese sandwich.
1: Wow. We it's have been quite tasty. I think so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I'm going to have to mark that down. That that's going to be uh, in tall order for Saturday. Is the toasted cheese double cheeseburger extravaganza? Hmm. Do you hear this? I'm actually writing it down. Extravagant. I don't we, know how to spell extravagance.
1: We anyway. had to broadcast today because tomorrow are the physicals as mm-hmm. the start of training camp. Um, it's for here. The Montreal
0: <laughs> It's crazy. It's here.
1: And we've all already finished one part of it, and that um, that was that was over the
0: weekend. That's true. Rookie camp, uh, which seemed to be quite extended this year apparently, uh, is wrapping up today. Um, and so as has been uh, the case over the last number of years, uh, the Ottawa Senators, the Toronto Maple Leafs, and the Montreal Canadiens got together for a little mini, mini rookie tournament. Uh, this year, Laval uh, hosted out there at Place Bell, the home of the Laval Rocket. Uh, so they played host this year. So each team played two games uh, over the course of the weekend. On Friday night, the Habs played the Senators, the Senators played the Leafs on Saturday, and then the Habs played the Leafs on Sunday. Um, And, Rick, I would – I think it's – you know, it's – is it safe to say that uh, the Canadians didn't have a great showing?
1: (laughs) Well, now, are are we counting the – the secret game the secret monday game are we counting the result from that Can we oh that's
0: right the there was a monday game it's like a it's like the secret menu that no one's allowed to know about at, at their <laughs> favorite fast food restaurant yes there was a secret uh game closed to the public against the Habs and the Leafs again on monday oh and they lost that one too closed to the public and closed to the closed to everybody yeah, I don't get like okay. Gr- gr- so apparently the Leafs were staying in town for an extra day, so the two teams decided, oh, let's just have the rookies play each other again, but not open it even to the media, which mm. is weird.
2: Yeah. But yeah, the
0: Canadians but, dropped all but they three lost games. That too. Yeah, okay. yeah, they got shut out on the opening night. Uh, senators blanked them four to nothing, and then they played, uh, and in, and in the process. Um, in the process, they lost Jake Evans, uh, who was stretchered off the ice. Then on Sunday, they lost 4-2 to to the Maple Leafs and uh, managed to lose Jared Tzizika, who was also stretchered off the ice. So lost both games and I I believe the you know, rumor has it since no one was allowed to be there that they lost 4 to 1 I think to the Leafs in the in the secret the secret behind closed doors game on Monday so um lost lost all three games and uh managed to lose two players to I believe they're both on concussion pro- protocol now um so yeah not an and in the
1: process, I mean, they they gave up um, a ton of goals each game. And in the process, mm-hmm. they scored three, um, three goals in three games total. Um, they were getting shut out um, in uh, the the game against Toronto, the first game, the, the public game against Toronto as well, until Joel Bouchard lit into them uh, and they um, they came back to tie it and then ended up losing Four two, as you said, Jarrett Tischko was was stretchered off, and that was after Jake Evans being stretchered off. Um, and um, Bouchard, I guess he he didn't like the the uh, Jake Evans hit. Um, I mean, it, it wasn't not a great hit, uh, but but that's the kind of thing you might expect. The Tischko hit, I think, was was even less. Uh, egregious. Um, he was, he was going back for the puck look, he looked gassed. He, he, um, was kind of slow getting back there and seemed to, uh, be on his way down already as he slid under the, um, uh, Maple Leafs player who then mm-hmm. shouldn't have, but, but, uh, uh, th- th- T- took the opportunity to push his head into the boards and and deservedly got uh, got tossed from that game. Uh, yeah. But but for Bouchard to uh, not only bench he, like he benched the players that were on the ice because they didn't go and and, and beat up the and, leaf. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is this is this is uh, an exhibition showcase rookie game i mean i don't i don't know what he was trying to prove there uh but then trash the players in the media afterwards i mm-hmm. I was shocked at that I was really shocked. these guys are going back to junior and they're going to um you know they're going they're going take snapshots back with them and and that's not the snapshot you want i mean the game was meaningless no. the result of the game was meaningless it it was important to the players they wanted to to show um, you know what they could do to management, but but the the the, the result itself, the score was meaningless. And to yeah. hammer them, particularly without, um, you know, if you wanted them to go out and be physical, well, give them that that instruction ahead of time. They don't know. They don't. They don't want to go in and and start right. fighting and and then be tossed out of the game and lose their um, opportunity to show you know what they can do. i i i thought and 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 let's acknowledge Bouchard has zero experience at the professional level and i, I think um you know some of that showed on the on the weekend but um yeah I, I mean he's we we already knew he was going to he was going to err on the side of winning over development and it seemed like he, a little bit of wow. development was uh, was sacrificed on the weekend <laughs>
0: just a little bit. He, uh, after that, after that first game, um, in which they were shut out four to nothing, uh, Bouchard had some lengthy comments about, uh, you know, of course, all eyes were just very Kokanami all weekend long being the, the most recent draft pick and going third overall. Um, so he had some comments about, uh, Kokinemi's first game, which, um, even Jesper admitted that it was that he struggled at times. You know, he's he has to adjust to North American ice and and a much different style of game and things like that. Um, he he was um, noticeably better in the second game after having you know already played one game. But so Bouchard had some comments about him and just about in general the team effort and kind of his outlook on 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 the weekend thus far and things like that. And here's here's what he had to say.
2: The guy's got dazzle, he's got length, he's got, he's got, he feels the game, right? So when you feel the game, it takes a little time, right? And then, obviously, they've never played together. So we're just (laughs) gathering a bunch of guys from everywhere around the world and put them together on one practice. Then it comes down sometimes to experience, ability, strength, age. So that's you know, you could tell the couple of players on their side to get mileage on their under their belt in this league and, and it's good for them. But I'm glad they're going through this. Because think about what we can do over the next twenty four and then the next game on Sunday. And then we're building what we're trying to achieve and that's where we're at. I mean we're not playing for the Stanley Cup today, right? We're playing to give those guys experience. Well they got it. Good. We got it too. It's not my first time I see something like that and it's good. It's good, because you know what? They didn't quit. They listened. They tried.
0: So he's a little, to me, to be honest, he's a little all over the place there. Um, you know, he's talking about he, 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 he liked Kokodemi's play. Um, he, he did say in an earlier comment that he liked that uh, Kokanemi had admitted that he struggled because he prefers to see a player who acknowledges um, how he played a game. But then he's kind of all over the place about, well, you know, some of their guys obviously have more experience than our guys do and uh but hey, I'm 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 glad our youngsters are going through that because, you know, it's they they have to learn and well, we're not trying to win a Stanley Cup here this weekend, but that goes right, right back to what you just said about how right, we're not trying to win a Stanley Cup over the weekend. So, there's no need to tear a strip off of them because they're in a new situation where they're expected to react in a way that not saying that they don't want to react and, and defend their teammates, but their minds are on something completely different this weekend.
1: They are, it isn't on winning. It isn't necessarily on uh team play. It's it's on putting their best foot forward in front of uh, the coaching staff in front of, in uh, front of Canadians management and showing what they can do. Cause they're uh, you know, many of them, are going to be back to junior and, and out of the spotlight, out of the, the eyes of um, the, the general manager. And, and um, so, I mean, that's, that's the kind of thing that, that uh, you would prepare that group for. Um, Mm -hmm. And as you said, he seemed all over the place and, and, uh, you know, his first uh, crack at this, and and uh, you know may, and maybe not a not a passing grade there, but but um, something that that he can learn from as well.
0: And certainly, some of the guys, you know, every every player that's participates in rookie camp and in in this you know showcase tournament and whatnot, they're all passionate about their game they as you said they're trying to make an impression on coaches and management and and it's a it's a brief opportunity for some of them who know they're going to go back to junior right away uh to showcase what they can do others who are a little bit older it's the beginning it's it's the beginning of training camp for them as well and so they um you know they have perhaps even a bit more to prove and to stand out and so um i think as you say, coming down on them the way the way that that Bouchard did, not sure how how everyone would react to that uh, necessarily. Um, and Will Will Bitten, when asked um, about the the second hit uh, in the second game, uh, Jarrett Tiska, um, he 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 was probably asked three or four times in the post game scrum about the hit, about what he thought about the hit, and he he didn't want to talk about it at all he kept saying I really don't want to get into that I really don't want to get into the hit um I just hope he's okay that kind of thing but he did have some comments before he started saying no 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 um he did have a couple of comments just about playing in the tournament playing for the Canadians and and what it means to play on this team
2: just a wake-up call, you know. I mean, uh, a lot of us this is the first time wearing a, the Montreal Canadiens jersey, an NHL jersey. You want to take pride in that, and uh, we, we should be standing up for everyone, uh, especially myself. And you know what? It's it's an honor to be out there, and it's uh, just uh, it, it was a hit. I don't want to talk about it, but it, it happened. And hopefully, he's a really nice guy, and hopefully, he's home. A-
0: you can hear there he he started to talk about it, and then that was the beginning of it was a hit and I don't want to talk about it. Um, you know, Will Bitten is a, is an older player, um, uh, compared to, to some of the, the, the really new guys. So maybe he can take these kinds of things in stride, but you can, you could hear even, even for him, um, the struggle in, in how do I, you know, how do I answer a question like that? And, and how do I feel about it?
1: Yeah. And, um, I th- I thought Bitten uh, handled that pretty well. Um mm-hmm. best to stay away from it, but but it was clear that um that you know they had heard about it. <laughs> the players certainly uh, had heard apparently. About it. Apparently. Um and um yeah, and and, and he, he you know credit to to Bitten for for kind of um just kind of tamping that down and and uh and not 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 engaging uh, the way that, that the uh, media wanted him to engage there.
0: Absolutely. So overall, um, you know, as you say, it's, it's a, it's an opportunity for the rookies to showcase what they can do. Uh, They had the tournament all weekend um, and then continued to have some, some practice sessions uh, yesterday and today. Uh, So that all wraps up. And as you mentioned at the top of the show, uh, the rest of the invitees to training camp, who I I don't even believe the Canadians have have announced yet, but everyone else uh, should most likely be reporting tomorrow for medicals. Um, And training camp will get underway. However, um, without a captain, big big trade went down this week. Uh, Ironically, um, you know, Right in the middle of the night when no one would be paying attention. Uh, Max, (laughs) you know, again, that's right. That's right. Make sure you set your alarms for 1 a.m. every night to check what kind of news is coming out of Montreal, uh, because that's when you'll find out that Max Pacioretty had been traded to the Las Vegas Golden Knights for hold on to your seats now, Thomas Tatar. Nick Suzuki and a second round pick in 2019 blockbuster deal.
1: Uh, yeah. Um, before I forget. Sure. You played a couple of audio clips. Uh, let's just ign- uh, from the rookie tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's just oh, acknowledge yeah. that uh, Chris G was uh, on live and on site and, um, and preparing game reports and gathering, gathering those great audio job. clips. He did uh, part of the AHL. report team as well. Stefan Dubé, who um, was there uh, as a photographer. He was uh, with the rocket last year with uh, our crew of, uh, um, photographing the, uh, the rocket last, last season and, and back again this year. And um, there's quite a selection on, um, on Instagram of his photos. Um, really
0: good stuff from both, from yeah. both guys. Yeah.
1: Um, so uh, thank you to both of them and, and they did a great job and, and kind of a kickoff to the AHL. Um, Report teams uh, new season. For
2: sure. Um, and we, far- we
1: appreciate their efforts. Absolutely. Um yeah, as far as the Patrady trade, um you know, it it, it kind of had to be done I guess ahead of the um the golf tournament and it was barely done uh, as you yeah. said uh, on a Sunday night uh very late. Um and I guess uh, you know in evaluating it, um you kind of have to use uh Mark Bergevin's own benchmark to what he said would make a successful trade. And, and, and he said um, in his eyes, he was looking for a young established offensive forward. Um, You know, Nick Bukestad kind of, he didn't say that, but, but the, the word was going around that that kind of player when, when, um, when um, Florida was in the mix about the trade um, that he was looking for a top prospect and that he was looking for a first round draft choice um from the the, the team that he was he was uh, going to make the deal with and I, I guess um you know if if you use his benchmark um that uh he got one of 3 he got the top prospect in Nick Suzuki and there's no mm-hmm. doubt that Suzuki is a top prospect absolutely um, yeah Tatar um no uh, he doesn't fit that <laughs> no. other criterion and uh and getting a second round pick that's actually columbus's pick um not vegas's pick um instead of the first uh is is a little less than than he was looking for so um you know uh, yeah it's it was uh, a disappointment to to most fans um and as as have most of of Van's deals um and uh, But I, I guess most are, are kind of clinging to the fact that, that uh, Suzuki is going to be um, uh, somebody. Is he going to be a 40-goal scorer to replace Pacioretty? Mm, probably mm-hmm. that would be a reach. Um, but uh, this, this, this is what comes from uh, driving down the market value of your own player. Bergeron yeah. did that with Galchenyuk, and certainly, most certainly, did that with Pacharetti.
0: Absolutely, he could have gotten a much bigger return for Pacharetti. Pacharetti deserves a much bigger return, and is has the value for a bigger return than what he got. Um, I mean, let's be honest. There, and and I, it's it's stunning to me that people, some people, seem to be oh. Bravo, Thomas Tatar. I mean, that's exact. No, Thomas Tatar didn't even play in the playoffs for Vegas. I, I mean, he sat in the press box. There was a reason why. Um, he's he's not the answer. He's just not. Um, and it's just it's 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 the constant controversy, as you say. You know, management succeeds in driving down player value um, to a point where, you know. <laughs> I'm sure by the end of the summer, Pacioretty was feeling like either just trade me or, or, or don't, but enough with all of the back and forth. Um, He had his, his first uh, press conference in Vegas this afternoon. So I'm sure he'll have had some things to say, um, you know, now that he's, now that he's uh, with the Golden Knights. um, I, I just wish for him and his family to, to be in a place where, um, he feels valued where he can prosper, and I I think that he's going to have, I think he's going to look much more like the Max Pacioretty of old this season, um, because he's going to be in a supportive environment, and I think I think Gallant will get will get good results out of him.
1: Who knows Pacioretty quite well? Apparently, he wasn't uh, put off by. In in Mark Bergevin's words, Pachetty's supposed attitude problem, which uh, right. nobody would really uh, believe um, anyway, because um, they went out and got them. And what a deal! What a deal for Vegas! Um, they, Again. they get one of <laughs> one of the league's top snipers, uh, and they give up nothing off the roster. Absolutely no. nothing off the roster. And okay, you know technically. Uh, Thomas Tatar was there, but as you said, he, he spent 12 of 20 uh, playoff games in the press box. Uh, he had four goals uh, the last 20 regular season games. He, he plays soft, um, very inconsistent effort. And uh, so they're not going to miss uh, Thomas Tatar and, and, and what an ad. Um, now I mentioned Suzuki, um, you know, he's been dominating the OHL the last two seasons, Uh brings offense uh 45 and 42 goals Um he's 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 got a, a great shot uh but he's a playmaker as well his skating is is his achilles heel um mm-hmm. whether whether you know he's certainly below average skating wow, how that's going to translate to the the nhl is yet to be seen you know he's a very smart player so so we'll compensate there but He's going to have to improve. Uh, he's going to have to improve on his skating in the off
0: season. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and of course, as we've said, uh, it seems repeatedly over the summer with with every uh, new face that comes to the Canadians roster. Um, they, they, Suzuki also wants to start in Montreal. So. <laughs> well, Everybody so. does. Everybody does, and we understand everybody wants to, but apparently everybody thinks they're going to, and it's just um, it's going to be an interesting training camp for sure. Um, Montreal has their first preseason game on Monday night, and uh, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to say the least. Um, and and as we've said, it's going to leave a, a boatload of players sitting on the Laval Rocket roster because there's just I mean, there's just no room for them in the NHL, and you could practically ice two full AHL teams with as many guys as they have uh, who, who will likely be bound for Laval. Um, and, Rick, we had speculated, you know, discussed earlier this summer that, okay, well, there'll be plenty of guys to send down to whomever uh, the Canadians work out an agreement uh, to be their ECHL affiliate for this year, not knowing if it would be the Brampton Beast again or or if they would move in a different direction. Well boy, um you uh I, you you brought us the news the other day that uh they really did go in a different direction this year, didn't they?
1: They did. Um you know, when I talked to the the folks at the Brampton Beast, they uh each year they've expected five or six uh skaters and, uh from the Montreal Canadiens and um you know that hasn't been fulfilled uh, certainly not last year um when the the beast were were scrambling for players really as as injuries and call-ups and whatnot uh took their toll um so they they um they had an uh, an informal arrangement with the the Ottawa Senators um and um you know the the beast um uh, Kerry Ka- Kaplan, the owner um, he or president he has um He's wanted. He'd prefer a, a long-term arrangement with uh, the Canadians or an NHL uh, affiliate. And and the Canadians each year had had um, uh, just gone for a one-year uh, uh, agreement, one-year renewal, uh, starting with the 2015-16 season. It's over three years. Uh, well, they act, it actually started with in the 2014-15 season near the end. They sent Dalton Thrower. Um, if you remember, he was coming mm-hmm. off injury rehab and kind of a, a test case uh, right. to Brampton. And then they they completed the affiliation agreement and uh, for three seasons um, they were the ECHL affiliate, Brampton was, uh, for the Montreal Canadiens. Um, uh, the Canadians have, have announced that they will not have an ECHL affiliate uh, for this coming year. And uh, we learned during the Uh, the rookie tournament that Brampton beast will now be the uh, ECHL affiliate for the Ottawa senators um, after Hmm. their um, arrangement last year at last, last season. So um, it's curious, as you said, uh, given that um, there's got to be about a roster of 35 players. um, uh, There's at least 10 AHL contracts. um, Right. AHL only contracts, there's the the, the, the Montreal contracts, there's uh, PTOs, there's all kinds of things happening there. There's plenty of players um, with basically no place to go. Um,
0: so you you can't have these guys, you can't have a dozen guys sitting in the press box every night, can you?
1: No, no. And, and we saw that um, last year with um, Simone Bork was in the, the press box al- mm-hmm. many nights yeah uh, when when he could have been benefiting um from playing time in in uh, in Brampton um whatever the arrangement there was uh, it it didn't seem to be a natural fit um and um and there was you know the two sides weren't weren't the expectations weren't uh, being met and uh so they they decided not to uh pursue the the uh, affiliation this year um, there's been a couple of, of, of teams mentioned as, uh, as p- potential, um, landing sites for players, but it would only be a couple of players because uh, I think last count there was all but two, um, ECHL, uh, franchises who didn't have affiliates. Um, uh, there's fewer ECHL teams than NHL teams. So, mm-hmm. um, that's a problem. And, um. Yeah, it's it's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough. Um maybe disperse teams uh, players over over a few teams.
0: And not only that from a from a, a player management and and standpoint and so forth, but that's also t- I mean going up and down between the ECHL and the AHL is is mentally tough on a player to begin with. Um but if you're in a situation where you don't have an affiliate and instead you've got guys, as you said, Simone Bork spent in a uh, in order to, just not even going to try to say that word today. <laughs> in a, uh, an exhaustive amount of time in the press box last year, you know, young players, especially, uh, because they there, there's a bunch of young guys uh, that that'll be coming into Laval this year. Um, The mental game plays a big aspect, and if you're spending weeks on end sitting in the press box or only getting into a game or two on a rotation here and there, um, that's not helping anybody's development, and it's not helping anyone's confidence. Um, So I certainly hope they have some sort of plan, some sort of solution. Um, Otherwise, you're doing a great disservice to, to a bunch of young players who are just chomping at the bit to get on the ice.
1: And particularly when you don't have a formal affiliation, uh, those teams have, have no obligation to play those players, to to develop right. them. To, um, you know, I'm I'm sure there'll be information exchanged, but but uh, if if they're if they're just being scattered and, and there isn't a you know an affiliation, then then what's in it for them? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's been mentioned in Portland, uh, the main Mariners, um, as a, as a potential landing spot for a couple of, of, uh, of Canadians players. Uh, but that is a, the main Mariners are an ECHL franchise with an affiliation with the New York Rangers. Now, Joel Bouchard mentioned that, that he's buddies with, uh, Danny Breer and, and Breer's the vice president of operations there, and maybe they can finagle something and they have a good relationship so they can get a couple of players there, but that's not, that, that's not the same. You look at, you look at the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, They had a relationship with the solar bears and, and now um, they, they have their, uh, their ECHL affiliate in, in uh, Newfoundland, the Newfoundland growlers. Mm -hmm. Um, They've, they've, put a, a long term arrangement in place and they've gone out and they've hired a coach, uh, Ryan Klo that's gonna um it it's a Leafs coach who ha who's been in their development system, who is familiar with you know, who is at their development camp, uh, is familiar with they're building it like, you know, uh, um, um a major league baseball system where you have a triple a and a double a kind of affiliate.
0: You have your right.
1: people, you have your coaches, you have your co- coaching philosophy, you have, your developing players at, at all levels. And, and uh, so that, and it's not to say that, that there's going to be some sort of pipeline uh, from Newfoundland to Toronto with ECHL players um, moving up regularly, but the, 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 the reality um, is that, that, um, you need to, to, to stock the Marlies, and, and, and why not have, uh, um, you know, there's going to be injuries and call-ups and whatnot. Uh, why not have players ready to step in from the growlers who are familiar with your system, who are part of your development plan and, and all that. that? That seems to be the, the right way to go about things. Um, I,
0: I'm, you know, the, the least seem to be doing it right They do. Uh, And, and it's, it's odd how often we've actually been saying that over the course of the past season. Um, I mean, the Marlies are the, the defending Calder cup champions um, and, and they seem to be making some very good decisions. And I seem to find myself scratching my head more and more often uh, when, when hearing about decisions that the Montreal Canadians have made. And this is certainly one of them. I, you know, I, I've, I threw out the, the 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 question the other day, kind of not really to be answered, but just is it be, is it because they didn't want an ECHL affiliation, or is it because no ECHL affiliate wanted to work with the Montreal Canadiens? I mean, we don't know, um, but it's it's going to be I, I'm I'm going to kind of be waiting with bated breath to see how they're how they're going to handle this this season. Um, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to be sure. And as, as folks know, you know, we're, we're always looking out for the development of, of young prospects and we just want to see them best served and the team best served. Um, however that needs to happen.
1: The uh, Greenville swamp rabbits, I think are still looking for an (laughs) initial affiliation. Um, now this let's let's acknowledge that there might be a bigger plan here i don't i don't know why um you'd let things fall through the cracks uh this year but um there are some undercurrents surrounding Trois-Rivières. and um oh. we know the mayor um Yves lebec is um they're 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 um, building a new arena um in in and Toronto, to, every area is, if I can say it, it's between, um, uh, Montreal and Quebec city. Uh, I think ideally, I think the, the whole plan, I think the mayor's idea was, um, was that they were going to build this arena that Quebec city would get their, their NHL franchise, um, that he would have an NHL affiliate, um, and, and 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 compete against Laval you know it, it was all kind right. of set up but but with um with Quebec City not getting their NHL franchise and and you know nothing on the horizon um i guess i guess there was some talk about um them partnering with uh, Shawinigan and and a Q franchise but but um maybe uh Charles River is going to be Um, the ECHL franchise of the Montreal Canadiens. And, and in building Mm -hmm. the the new arena, um, uh, uh, Eve Levesque approached, apparently, so goes the story, approached the Beast, Brampton Beast, looking about, looking into relocation of that franchise. Um, That wasn't, that wasn't going to happen. But Molson, uh, Jeff Molson has made some, some noises about, um, he's going to keep his eye on the, this new arena. And uh, so maybe there's something up there, but the the arena's not going to be ready till the 2021 season. So in the meantime, um, you know, players have to go somewhere. They do. Um, so uh, maybe, uh, you know, as what you said, maybe uh, the beast are, uh, finally said, okay, listen, um we're not we're not doing this one year thing and this is pure speculation on my part
2: yeah um, um
1: the beast said listen last year was a last season was a disaster uh if we're going to do this we want a multi-year deal we want a three-year deal and the canadians knowing that they you know have this and again speculating the, this other thing in the in the pipeline um said No, we're not. uh, We're interested only in one year. They couldn't come to that arrangement. So the Canadians are left without any ECHL uh, affiliate this year, but with plans, um, you know, to have um, to have one two two hours down the highway, um, less than two hours down the highway uh, for the 2021 season. That's pure speculation.
0: Well, you heard it here first. So mark down people, Rick Stevens with some with some you know your your speculation uh many times uh is is well founded so could be a possibility could definitely be a possibility um, this this week Rick was uh, seems to be the week for some some blockbuster news around the n h l the the patch ready trade coming. In the wee hours, Sunday night was one of them. Um, but we should talk a little bit about bombshell that came out of Tampa Bay yesterday. Some very surprising news just prior to the start of their training camp.
1: That was a big one. Um, Steve Eisenman stepping down as general manager. Um And immediately, uh, Julien Brisebois, uh, who's often been um, speaking of speculation, mentioned uh, as a replacement for Mark Bergevin, um, Mm -hmm. being being appointed, uh, being promoted from being uh, general manager of Syracuse um, to uh, the uh, general manager of the Tampa Bay Lightning. And um, Iserman is, ha, he has one year left in his contract with the lightning and he's going to stay on in an advisory role, uh, whatever that means. Uh, but the reins have been given to, uh, Brisebois to take over the lightning. Um, and, um, you know, Brisbois was, uh, kind of the cap guy with the, uh, Hamilton Bulldogs, uh, the Canadians, uh, AHL affiliate. That's where he got his, um, start in management. But, uh, as now, um paid his dues and 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 mentored really under eiserman um and uh and gets the the top job there uh what this means for eiserman again there's going to be speculation he says family uh his mm-hmm. wife still lives in michigan he's got uh, uh three girls in in college so um does this mean a Once his contract is done with Tampa, does this mean a return is, uh, Ken Holland has to be getting, uh, close to, um, retirement age. Does this mean that Eisenman is going to be returning to the Detroit Red Wings? Um, you know, who knows? Uh, but wow. What, what, a as you said, just just a bombshell. bombshell. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Especially and, and reportedly he at, at the press conference yesterday, um, he did say that he had made the decision in July before sitting down uh with uh Tampa's owner to discuss an an extension. Um so it's not like he woke up Monday morning and said, I think I'm gonna step down tomorrow. Uh it's apparently been on his mind, allegedly been on his mind uh for the summer. He's his quote, um he says, quote, at this point now, I have to make a decision again. And at some point it's either sign another contract to be the general manager or remain as the general manager or not. And with some time to reflect, to do the job the way it needs to be done, the way I feel it needs to be done, and ultimately to be with my family as well, it's becoming difficult to do and hence the decision. So it's it's sounding like he wants a, a more even work life balance uh, missing time home with the family. Um, but, and, and, and obviously Tampa would want to make this announcement before training camp starts. Uh, but wow. Um, cutting it right down to the wire and just not what anyone in, in the hockey realm, I think was saw coming or, or was expecting. Um and and also puts the Syracuse Crunch in a in a in a bit of a vice grip now too because their GM who's been Breeze Baugh, uh has been the GM of the Syracuse Crunch for the last eight years uh, and so they're now in a position where uh, they have to fill fill that position um, as well right before the start of their season so so quite a shakeup um, yeah as as you say I it'd be it would be great if if Iserman ended up in Detroit um after this year. Um who knows what, what will happen there but but it's uh wow. <laughs> Just it's kind of been you know one thing after another that leaves people picking their jaws up off the floor this
1: week. Well you talked about the, the balance um between family and work and, and that balance um would be easy easier if you weren't uh commuting from mm-hmm. Tampa to Michigan. Uh, so, uh, it would make sense, um, you know, after this year to see him back there. I, I suspect that, that Brise Bois will hold, uh, hold on to the, um, the, the duties of managing the, the, the crunch for now. Um, and, and, and much way, much how, uh, Mark Bergevin has taken back that kind of role, um, uh, for the rocket. And, uh, and, and over the, I, I don't think that's something that they'll, they'll rush. Um, you know, they may have someone in house or they may bring in someone else. Uh, but that I, I doubt that that will happen anytime soon, uh, right. for the Syracuse crunch.
0: Uh, speaking of the crunch though, and we were just talking about, uh, ECHL affiliations, uh, the lightning and the crunch did extend their NHL AHL affiliation agreement, uh, they jointly announced a five-year extension through the 22-23 season with a mutual option for two additional years. So that at least gives them some stability um, in, in kind of a, a shake up time with, with upper management here. Um, but they, they have re-upped uh, their affiliation with the Syracuse crunch. They, they have a, a seemingly solid uh, farm system there. You know, it's, it's, in a in an era where NHL teams are consistently seeming to to look to bring their farm teams geographically closer to to their NHL uh, home base uh, for at least the next five years, Tampa Bay will continue to to be working out of Syracuse, New York, for their AHL uh, affiliate, and that's a testament to the program that's there, the arena, the fans. Um, it's see it just it works well for Tampa and and Syracuse and so happy for them to see that they've extended that agreement. But no matter uh no matter Rick what team it is that you're choosing to watch this year, we've talked about this a, a few times over the years. Um but, you know, keeping track of your favorite AHL team hasn't always been easy to do unless you live in the city that your ahl team plays in and the ahl made an announcement this week about a new streaming option this year moving away from ahl live um and it seems to be pretty pretty well received so far and and seems like they've made some some vast improvements in a number of areas
1: we knew this was coming uh, or something was coming something different was coming um it was uh, whispered about uh, at all-star and at at the all-star game um, actually the all-star weekend Mm -hmm. Um, for for years though the absolute worst value in hockey has been uh, the the (laughs) AHL streaming uh, service it was ridiculously expensive and the quality was horrendous yeah and um, so that's that's got a whole new um, makeover. Um, both the um, the quality, the, uh, the um, AHL with AHL TV, they're calling it AHL TV, is going to uh, stream um, every AHL game in, in high definition. Um, they've modernized it out to you know all the uh, the popular uh, platforms, and the pricing uh, the pricing structure got a complete. Uh, revamp um yes. and, and it, it makes much more sense uh to get the product out and uh, at an affordable level to lots lots more um uh, hockey fans and ahl hockey is very good hockey unfortunately it is um you know it it just needed more eyes on it and i think this is this is going to be a, a big boost to uh getting more fans more hockey fans interested uh, in, um, in that level of hockey.
0: Absolutely. And as you said, every game is going to be streamed in high definition. And for those of you who, who've not had a, an AHL live subscription in the past, that alone is going to be just a monumental change because honestly, some of the, some of the, the, the quality of the video that was streaming in previous seasons, um, People, some people can take better video on their phone. Um, <laughs> to be quite honest, yeah. uh, so so that is going to just in a league that is still trying to grow its fan base and and draw you know more people, more eyes, more traffic, more fans, more merchandise sales, more ticket sales. The way to do that is to is to improve your streaming options and and make it so that people will want to subscribe. As you say, it's very affordable to do now. Uh and so this is this is only going to do good things for the league going forward and and bringing more eyes and more viewership uh to the hockey to to really as you say, really great hockey played at this level.
1: Well, to to um subscribe to one team last year was $200ish um for the season. Maybe more than that. I th- yeah maybe um, like
0: two fifty something like yeah. yeah yeah two
1: yeah, and um which is crazy this year, <laughs> all teams all games um one subscription seventy nine ninety nine um it's a amazing. u uh, s that is um yes, but that's but that's um that's affordable that's that's terrific, and allows you to to, to follow more the other the other part of it um that for for our we've all, all all always complained about the lack of of um, meaningful statistics uh, available, and this this comes with a whole stats package as well um, that Hockey mm. Tech is going to undergo. So, nice. um, they're going to be providing um, real time scoring, real time statistical services. Uh, in addition to the streaming services uh, that they provide, so uh, I'm pretty excited about the the stats pack that comes along with um, this AHL TV subscription.
0: It's fantastic. Again, it's just more and more ways to get fans engaged in this level of hockey at this at this league level. And and let's face it, as we talk about all the time, these are players who are one step away from becoming your next favorite NHL star. Um and so they are well worth the watch uh it is it's excellent hockey it's exciting hockey um really happy to see that that the league uh went forward with this partnership with hockey tech and 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 it has has revamped this i think it's it's going to be it's gonna do wonders and i'm i'm really looking forward to seeing the first uh first week of games on the new platform
1: mhm and get it on your desktop your laptop your Mobile device. Mobile device. Or, and all yeah, they the even have it for,
0: like, Apple TV and Roku and Amazon Fire TV and Chromecast. Right. And, yeah, it's, it's, it's really really going to make it accessible. And that's, I think that's what the league needed. All right. Well, believe but it or do not. Do think it has
1: anything to do with, I mean, 46 episodes of us promoting AHL hockey? 46 well, six episodes from the press box. And then right after that, they announced this new streaming
0: package. For well, Access. You know,
1: does they have anything I, to do?
0: I'm going to say yes. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to say yes. OK. Um, Yeah. I mean, we've we have <laughs> we have committed from from the get go last season that we were going to bring plenty of AHL news and coverage. And and hey, uh, you know. Fans have spoken. They said, we want to watch more of this hockey that we're just hearing about from from the press box Mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. And look, you spoke, the AHL listened. There you go. I like it. I like the way you think. I like the way you think. So who knows what what we'll get at the end of season two.
2: Well,
1: now I'm dreaming big now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Could be could be good, could be very very good well, we Definitely certainly moving, appreci- on up. moving on up bigger, better, new and improved, uh, you name it, and uh, we're bringing it to you so you can count on us every week, as Rick said at the top of the show we'll be here today was this week was a bit of a special week uh, we're here on a Wednesday, but normally you'll find us on Tuesdays every week at ahl you can find us on the Twitters at. BAHL report. Um, Be sure to also find us on Facebook and Instagram. As Rick mentioned, we'll always have original uh, game action photography um, and, and original photography from, from player interviews and whatnot uh, posted there on our Instagram account. So you'll want to check those out as well. Um, and be sure to check out all of our other podcasts on Rocket Sports Radio. We've uh, got a couple of them that are that are just starting to to come back for their new seasons as well. So plenty to to listen to and get you all ramped up. Because guess what, folks? Training camp starts this week. Preseason games start this weekend, and before you know it, pucks dropping on a new hockey season in just a matter of weeks. It's pretty exciting, Rick. Pretty Mm -hmm. exciting. Excited to be back. Yeah. Very
1: excited to be back. Um, Very excited uh, that we're uh, into season two already from the press box and and, uh, excited to uh, bring you all the coverage on AHL.report.
0: Love it. And we thank you for joining us today uh, for this uh, first episode of season two. Catch us back here again next week for episode two of season two. Um, and uh, until then, have a great week. Enjoy some preseason hockey. And we'll see you right back here at from the press box. And keep on wishing. Remember your dream is your the
1: scheme. So keep on pushing.